The following podcast is rated D for dumb. You're listening to Dumbing It Down with Dave, the fastest podcast on earth. Listen to Dave commute to and from work on the New York State Thruway in his 2008 Kia Rio LX. He talks about pragmatism, truth, happiness, and the search for it all. Join Dave as he asks and tells you how life ought to be. And now, here's Dave. Hey, hello everybody. Here's Dave. It is September 15th, and I am ready to dumb it down. Would you like to dumb it down? All right, well, let's do it. I mean, the significance of September 15th is irrelevant. I don't even know why I said it. I think I was just, I just think I just got nervous there for a second. I still get nervous. Uh, yeah, September 15th, it is 9.42 a.m. I am headed home. I just went through the toll booth here at exit 23. I am um, driving with my earplugs in, uh, my microphone, you know, my earbuds, whatever these are called, from Apple. Uh, the phone is in the holder. You know, this uh, phone holder thing that I think my wife bought at Five Below. And uh, for some people, this is distracted driving. And uh, maybe I'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. I just want to say hello again to to my dum-dums. Welcome to the fastest podcast on earth as we will be traveling at speeds of, uh, I don't know, maybe this morning we'll take it easy. We'll do about 60, 65 miles an hour. I got the low fuel light. And I don't want to buy fuel in Albany because it's so expensive today. I want to see if I could do 40-some-odd miles uh, to um, to Saugerties from uh, Albany. Uh, so usually when you get to the low fuel light, that means I have a gallon and a half, which would be 35 plus 15 is 50, and it's less than 50 miles from Albany to the Speedway gas station where I can pay 251 as opposed to 260 something up here. So it's kind of exciting. I might actually run out of fuel. I won't run out of fuel during the podcast. But I've done this before where I take a chance. I try to really stretch it out. Dave, what are you going to save? Like 18 cents? Well, it's not even about the savings. It's about living life on the edge, even though I really should just go home and go to sleep. Uh, do I really need this aggravation? I guess I, I, there's a part of me that really thrives on it. I could just pull over and get a dollar or two gas, which I might do. I might just cowardly out. And pull over in Catskill, and uh, you know, which I, I have plenty of miles to get to Catskill, and I'll get a dollar, and then I'll then I'll go home. I'll get a dollar a few at the Stewart, just right off the throughway, and then I'll then I'll go home. Maybe I'll do that. I don't know. You guys will be gone by then. So uh, it is a beautiful, beautiful Sunday, sunny Sunday morning. I don't know what the temperature is, but it feels like it's warm, and um, it's uh, yeah, September fifteenth, nine forty-two. And you remember all those mornings? Uh, I used to go home on uh, Saturday mornings. Remember all those Saturday mornings? I used to go home. And it'd be beautiful weather. And sometimes Sunday mornings, uh, way back at the beginning of dumbing it down with Dave. But now I'm back to Sunday mornings because you know why? You know because my the guys at my job they make a great schedule. Great, 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 great schedule. Great, 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 really good. Oh, the best schedule makers ever. Anyway, um, so thank you, Alex Exum, at the top of the show. Alex Exum, AlexExum.com. That was the voice you heard doing the intro at the top of the show. And as long as he, I play his uh, intro, I will give him credit. I'll give credit to anybody that helps me. So uh, that's the way I am. That's the way I roll. You know, pragmatism, truth, happiness, and the search for it all. That's another subtitle of the show. Not just the fastest podcast on earth. But pragmatism, truth, happiness, and the search for it all. And part of all that is thanking people. Being appreciative of things. All right. So I just worked five days in a row, which was... uh, I did about 63, 64 hours this week of work. And then I did, of course, five days of commuting... 
because uh, I'm not back doing Dave's Fit Life yet, yet full time. So that's about ten hours, about eight to ten hours this week. So that's about you know seventy one to seventy three hours worth of uh, of work and effort and all that other stuff. And that's all on uh, basically four to five hours a day of sleep. I don't think I've even come close to five and a half or six hours of sleep this week. Every day it's been like four hours and boom, I'm up. So anyway, distracted driving. So I'm in another group, a Facebook group. It's a closed group. Maybe it's not. I don't, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to mention the group. It doesn't matter. Maybe you already know. It doesn't matter. And somebody, I should have uh, got a queued up. Somebody, not from the group, somebody from outside the group, some guy who I just friended. I, I don't even remember why I friended him, but I think he does a podcast that I liked. Some computer podcast. Smart guy, nice guy, good podcast. Sent me, uh, he saw me do a Facebook Live in my car while I was driving. In the same exact seat that I do dumbing it down with Dave while, while I'm driving. While I'm driving for the last two years. By the way, this is episode 150. 150. I'm not going to make a big deal of it. Uh, Pat uh, wrote in the 149 that this is a milestone. Thank you, Pat, for acknowledging that. Um, yeah, it's kind of a milestone in the definition of things. Yeah, I guess it's a milestone. Let me see if I could uh, pull this up for you uh, without losing the show. Milestone is an action or event marking a significant change or stage in development. So I think it's more of the latter. It's a stage in my development or the show's development. Uh, The actual number one definition of a milestone is a stone set up beside a road to mark the distance in miles to a particular place. I think that was more prevalent in 1779. Um, I think they should change it to make number one definition number two and the number two definition number one. I read them backwards. So anyway, yeah, it's an action or an event marking a significant change or stage in development. I'll agree to that. I'll agree to that. All right, let's go back to, um, let's get rid of that now. I don't want that up on my screen. All right, still recording. I haven't screwed everything up. That's great. So yeah, so there you go. Episode 150. That's fantastic. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, it's... It's really no big deal. It's, uh, you know, it's so easy to press the button. I'm not going to take any credit for it. And I, I'm not, you know, I think Pat has actually said to me, other people said to me, Dave, you, you got a little problem with compliments. Well, you know what? I got, I do have a problem with compliments. I have a problem with compliments from certain people uh, in regards to certain things because uh, I feel a certain way and it's just, I disagree with uh, a lot of the compliments I've gotten over the course of time. You know, uh, I guess I want to get certain compliments about certain things from certain people in certain situations. And I'm a little bit tough to please in that way. I'm a little bit of a baby in that way. Wah, wah, wah. I didn't get the compliment I wanted. Wah. But no, I, I do appreciate it. Thank you very much. And all the nice things that people have said to me over the last couple of years. Linda, Pat, Jeff, Richie, Mark. You know, not so much Mark. He's more honest than, than complimentary. That's not true. I'm just busting his chops. But, um, you know, a lot of people who have stopped by and said nice things. I appreciate that. But, um, and I, I, I'm uncomfortable when it's addressed to me in person. And I'm a little bit uncomfortable when I'm reading it. It's like, oh, okay, thank you very much. But I also know that sometimes people say things, they don't really mean it. They're just saying things to be nice. You know, nice show, great job, blah, 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 you know, whatever, you know. Uh, so now I have a trust factor. We've discussed that. I have a certain trust factor. So it's all like I'm waiting for the big moment like um, Joe Pesci in, uh, was it Goodfellas? When he walks into the room, he thinks he's going to be a made man, and they shoot him in the head. <laughs> That's a little extreme. I don't feel I'm ever going to get shot in the head. But I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop where all of a sudden everybody goes, 
Yeah, I knew you were an imposter. Yeah, I knew you were horrible. Yeah, you know, I never liked you. And uh, your show's always been terrible. We just thought it was funny that we would egg you on. I'm just being honest with you. There's an element of me that believes that everybody's just egging me on. Yeah, yeah, great show. Oh, it was so funny when you said that. Oh, it's so... Yeah, get out of here. I don't need... You know. Uh, and I, I said, uh, I don't know how many shows ago, I do the show for me. I have to do it for me. I can't do it for you. I can't do it for anybody. I'll, I'll ultimately be disappointed. Ultimately be disappointed. Now, some big shot from WABC Radio gives me a call, or local WGY here in Albany, or any radio station. Uh, Chuck Benfer, I think is his name. Chuck Benfer, w, down, down in Clear Channel in Poughkeepsie. I think it's Clear Channel. Who knows with these stations, the way they're bought and sold. But, um, yeah, if somebody calls me from the industry and says, hey... I want you to know, I, I, I listen to your show, I've heard your show, whatever it is, and it gives me a compliment, says, hey, I think you have a future, stay with what you're doing. Of course, that'll give me a big rise. Be like, oh, somebody in the industry. Oh, well, they know. But then again, I think a lot of people in the industry have no clue, because I hear a lot of crap. I hear a lot of bad radio. Anyway, wah, 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 compliments, wah. Okay. So last night, by the way, speaking of compliments, last night I was in New York City. And I was listening to uh, WFAN, which is a sports radio station. The Fan, WFAN. I've been listening to them for 30-some-odd years, as far as back as I can remember, from day one of The Fan's creation. And last night, one of their talk show hosts, Tony Page, retired. He announced his retirement about three or four weeks ago. And for the last three or four weeks, every night, he's on the air from 2 in the morning to 6 in the morning. Something like that. And I'm not even sure if he's on every day. There's another guy that he shares the slot with, you know. I mean, he does the show solo, but... There are certain days of the week he's not there, and there's another guy there, JJ. JJ after dark or whatever. I don't know. doesn't matter. Anyway, as soon as he announced his retirement, forget about it. Every show for four hours. Hey, Tony, this is Joey from uh, Queens. Hey, I'm going to miss you. Hey, you're great. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's been so many weeks of just constant compliments, compliments, compliments. And I'm sitting there, I'm listening to it like an idiot. I, I change the channel, and I come back to it. Because for some reason in New York, uh, well, first of all, in our trucks... AM radio is hard to get. Uh, I could go to the the internet, but then I'm going to use up a ton of data, which is fine. It's just, you know, it's a whole thing. And I, I just, I'm lazy. I just, you know, listen to the radio. I'll listen to music. we got a couple of music stations in New York. But the talk radio sometimes is sparse, especially on the week. Friday nights and Saturdays, forget it. They play the some cancer doctor. Cancer doctor has a show for like three hours talking about uh, radio uh, technology to get rid of the cancer. It's unbelievable. It's like a... You make it seem like a real talk show, but it's not. It's all pre-recorded. Anyway. But I like listening to George Norrie, Coast to Coast. I like listening to uh, the sports radio, even though I'm not a sports guy. But I do like listening to sports radio. There's something about it. I don't know what it is. But then I get tired of it and I stop. So I go and I go in old, you know, spurts. Spurts. I don't know why I say the word spurts. I feel funny saying it. I'm never going to say it again. Anyway... So, last night was his final show, Tony Page's final show. Oh, my God, it was four hours. Not really, a little bit less than four hours of just constant, Hey, Tony, I'm going to miss you. Hey, Tony, this is Joey from Queens. Hey, Joey, 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 this is Jerome from the Bronx. Oh, my God. Like, one woman called, or two women called the whole show. But it was all these men with accents worse than me. And some of them definitely are on the spectrum because they sounded, you know, it's just, it's the way it is. That's New York. People sound differently, but it was... It was a whole three or four hours of him, you know, getting all this accolade. I'm not jealous and I'm not envious. I'm a little envious. I'm a little jealous. But I just, I, I'm not mocking the whole thing. I just want to say, wow, how wonderful. Really, the point of the story is how wonderful to be on the air at New York Radio 
for 16 years, even though it was from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., and he worked Saturday nights too. The fact that this guy had a job in the radio for 16 years in New York City. I don't know why he never went to the afternoon drive or never he went to the mornings or the early evenings. I don't know why. There must be a reason. I wanted to call and ask him if that was his choice, but I'm driving a truck and I got a camera in the truck and I can't communicate to the outside world. Not to mention it's distracted driving, which maybe we'll get to because I've been yakking away for 12 and a half minutes. But, you know, oh, distracted driving. Do I sound like a jerk when I say that? We live in such a sensitive, sensitive, sensitive time. And I'm a very sensitive guy. But sometimes I think there's overreach. Overreach. I remember even as young, young, I thought the seatbelt was overreach. Wait a minute, I'm in my car. I'm in my car. So, if I want to put on my seatbelt, that's my choice. I don't need a law telling me to wear my seatbelt or not. I wouldn't be wearing it right now if it wasn't the law. I wouldn't be. I, I'm, but you understand, I'm a professional truck driver. I, 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 this seatbelt just chokes the crap out of me. Not this one in the Kia. In fact, my wife bought these cushions. They're actually very soft. But it doesn't add to the ride. It's like I feel constrained. I always feel constrained. Whether I'm physically constrained here in the Kia or in the truck. And the truck seatbelts are the worst. They choke the crap out of you. And then they cut your neck. You know, and one of these days, I'm gonna. If I get into an accident, it's gonna decapitate me. My head's gonna go forward. My chest is gonna stay back to the seat. Sometimes the seatbelts get tighter and tighter as the day goes on, and you can't move. You can't move at all. You can't reach forward, change the channel on the radio station. You can't reach down to get a water bottle. Distracted drinking. Can't have distracted drinking. You can't have distracted radio selection. Oh my God! So many things you can't do anymore. And this is coming from somebody who's had nothing but freedom for the last. 30 some odd years until the last whatever three to five years when we just got so sensitive so overcautious overreach after overreach after overreach and I don't want to say how do I put this I want to say the P word but I don't want to say the P word but I don't want to call everybody the B word and I don't want to call everybody like a woman or a mommy or whatever but you know it's like I want to go outside and play but, oh, there's your mom right at the door. Wait a minute. Put on your scarf. Wait a minute. Put on your mittens. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. Uh, hit, uh, zip up. Okay. I was like, Ma, I, I just want to go outside and play. Now, listen. I actually wear a scarf now when it's cold. And I, I like my mittens because, you know, yeah, that makes sense. There's some protectiveness in all that. And when you're a child, you, you, you don't see it as protectiveness. So maybe I'm still a child. But I can wear a headset and talk on the phone and drive. I can wear these earphones and do a podcast and drive. I see the trailways bus in front of me. I see all the delineators. I see the I see the uh, the rest area sign. I see my gas gauge almost on E. I see the Taurus next to me. I see the uneven lane signs. I see the I see everything. And the phone is right now mounted where my radio is. So if I was to turn my head and look at the radio and see what station I'm on, or if some of us have that, those special radios where it actually tells you the name of the song, or if I look down I look at my air conditioning valves, valves, knobs, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's all distracted. When I turn to the right, like just now I turn to the right, I look at my right-hand mirror. I just took my eyes off the road. I look to the left now. I took my eyes off the road. 
I'm looking at the clouds in the distance. Should we not have... Should we wear blinders like horses so I don't look at the clouds, the beautiful vistas in upstate New York or when I go to Vermont or when I go to New Hampshire? Should I not read that McDonald's billboard? Because really, if you think about it... By the way, that McDonald's billboard is uh, also... uh, There's a problem with that billboard. They show you two Egg McMuffins and they show you a price like $2. But if you look really closely, it says each. $2, E-A, period, each. But they show you two McMuffins and they show you the $2 sign. But you don't see the EA until you get really close up on that billboard. So that's immoral. That's That should be wrong. So here's the deal. If you live in a state, not New York State, because it's still legal to wear a headset and do this, but they consider it distracted driving. If you live in a state where it's illegal, then all the billboards should come down. They should be illegal to have billboards. And not to mention, what about those TV, those TV uh, screen billboards? Where you're practically watching a television show. That's distracting. You know, folks, everything is distracting. I'm reading the sign now. Exit 21B, 9W, 81, Kaksaki, Ravina, one mile. Next exit, 12 miles. Distracting. You just got my eyes off the road. Uneven lanes. Distracted. New Baltimore, Athens, exit 21B. Distracted. State law, license suspended after two works on speeding tickets. Distracted. And everything is making me look to my right. But the guardrails on my right. And so is the, um, you know, the, um, what do you call the, the rumble strips. But if I'm in the left lane, you know, I'm not looking left. I don't know what's in my left. I'm distracted by the things on my right. Oh, look, here's another sign. Camping, exit 21B. Earlton Hill Campground. Attractions, 21B. Bronx Museum. Crossroads Brewery. I'm giving a little chamber of commerce here. Lodging, exit 21B, Best Western, Budget Motel, Holiday Inn Express, mile marker 125, exit 21B, here's another sign. Truck stop, exit now. These are all the things that are on my right-hand side, headed south on New York State Thruway. Uneven lanes, distracted. Traffic cones, distracted driving. Dave, it's not the same. It is the same. Weather, easy pass, lanes for tag holders only, no cash. You're taking my eyes off the road. Everything is distracted. When my job has me training somebody, or there's a ride along for whatever reason, because you know they want to see what an expert driver I am. You know, that's all distracted. Everything is a distraction. You ladies, some of you, really, when you drive by me and you got them sunglasses on, hmm. I, listen, I don't know if you're really good looking or not, but I got to tell you, I don't know if it's the same for ladies when you see men with sunglasses, but I see ladies driving by me and they got them sunglasses on and, you know, it's, it's just like, well, look at that. I think this should be a calendar. This should be a calendar of women with sunglasses driving cars. They, they almost always look hot. <laughs> or is that just me? Come on, guys, support me. Leave a comment here in the comment section. Am I the only one that sees a woman driving by me and go, oh, who's that? With the sunglasses on? I'm always so curious. Like, oh, look at that. Everybody looks like Jackie O. Remember Jackie O when she had the sunglasses? She looked great. Anyway, that's an old person reference right there. Jackie Onassis. Jackie Onassis Kennedy. Whatever. All right. Did I go down any rabbit trails without uh, without uh, finishing them off? I just did the loop-de-loop in Catskill. I got like 26 miles to go. I hope I don't run out of fuel. 494 is when I saw the low fuel light. It is now 516, so I'm at 24 miles. 
I should have 35 plus 17 is, I should have 50 miles before I run out of fuel. So if I run out of fuel during this podcast, that'll be quite entertaining, wouldn't it? All right. I'm trying to go 60, 65 to conserve fuel. If I go 70, 75, I'll burn more fuel. So that's my feelings in distracted driving. So I'm in this other group. It's like a Facebook uh, live group. And uh, I did a couple of lives in the car while I'm driving. And some guy wanted me. He said, oh, please stop. What you're doing is the very definition of distracted driving. And I'm like, you don't have no idea what I'm seeing. You only see me through the camera, which is the problem at the job. They see me through the camera. But you don't see what I see. And right now, as a human being with two eyeballs... By the way, I don't think you can drive. It's not legal to drive a tractor trailer. I don't know if it's legal to drive with an eye patch. If you only have one eye, I don't know if you can drive. And I asked the guy once. I forgot who I asked some other person. I wasn't a, an official person. I said, why can't you drive if you only have one eye? Because if you get something in your eye and you start rubbing it, then you got no eye. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, okay, that makes sense. You got something in your eye and you only have one eye and you start rubbing your eye then you have no eye. <laughs> okay. So is that true? I guess that's true. Not just commercial vehicles, but regular vehicles. You can't drive if you only have one eye. Man. That's craziness. I don't know if that's true. Anyway. So yeah, distracted driving. I, I, and then this group said, if, they, if I continue, basically they said, not to me specifically, but they put out, the leader of the group put out a general announcement. If you continue to... Facebook Live while you're driving, you'll be uh, you'll be lovingly uh, let go uh, from the group. And I and they said, please type yes if you agree. And I wrote, well, I obviously disagree, but for the sake of the group, when I post to that specific group, I will not drive. I did one in front of my car today. You can't see it because you're not in the group. It's just it's just a stupid six minute video of me talking stupidly, just like I do here at the podcast. But I was standing in front of the Kia. And I, I didn't even know that that message was there. I just decided not to drive today. So lucky me. Maybe if I did a driving Facebook Live, they would have thrown me out of the group. But I would have been like, all right, well, there's a bunch of people that don't care for me. Another group of people in my life that don't care for me. Whatever. Another group that won't have me as a part of the group. All right, anyway, who cares? Dave, yes. sorry to interrupt. No, it's no interruption, Hazel. This is Hazel. Oh, well, we've pretty much made that clear. What? I think you should take a drink break. I am. All right, coffee. I'm taking some coffee. Thank you. Feeling better now? Uh, A little bit. Not that much. I'm not really sure that coffee is the thing I should be drinking right now. But thank you, Hazel. Good job, Hazel. Thank you, Linda Irwin from Awesome Insanity Surfers. If you guys haven't been listening, Awesome Insanity Surfers is a sci-fi comedy sketch podcast. And even recently, the most recent couple of days, last couple of days, Linda released another episode. And the plot is thickening and thickening. And I am compelled to listen. She did two shows this week. One show was not so compelling. But still, I think there was something in there that I should be paying attention to. And I I might be making more of it than this all is, Linda. I don't really know. But the last, what is it, 20 or 30 shows, ever since everybody disappeared, she does a show and uh, it's based out of Nowheresville. Well, I can't say it's based out of Nowheresville, but... I mean, she's in McCall, Idaho, in real life. But in the show, it uh, centers around Nowheresville with all these characters. I mean, I don't know. What, what do you got now? 15, 20 characters? I, I, I don't have them all memorized. They all have different names. I'm horrible with these names, except for Zartron. Uh, Zartran. Anyway, um, 
and uh, they, a lot of guys disappeared from the show. There was an abduction, which is great because it's sci-fi. And then all of a sudden, you know, some people came back. And it's just, there's been changes in the cast and Linda's got something going on. I hope she does. I hope it's not like the like watching Lost where, you know, you're in it for eight seasons and all of a sudden it's like, well, we don't really have an ending. What? So Linda, don't disappoint me. I hope you I hope you have an idea of what's going on because I'm really buying into this. All right, awesome insanity surfers. You can see find it on Spreaker, iTunes, and I don't know where else. But um, anyway, she'll probably post a link. Uh, I, I like it. Sketch comedy, but it's it's not always uh, very comedic. Sometimes it's just story. And, you, and uh, yeah, you kind of you kind of do got to go back. Uh, I've been listening to her for two years now, over two years. Ever since dubbing it down with Dave, we met on uh, on Spreaker Live, which was a show that no, no longer exists. Because Rob Greenlee, my Hall of Fame hero, left uh, Spreaker to go to Lipson. All right, how many minutes we got left here? Five minutes left. So, um, yeah, distracted driving. Um, the camera doesn't see what I see. I, right now, I have two eyeballs. And I can see all the trees on the left of the throughway, And I can see all the trees to the right. I can see pretty much 180 degrees, right? That's half of a full circle. Try that when you're driving. Yeah, I can see pretty much 180. All right, I'll say maybe I see 160. I see the most important 90, or is it 45? Whatever. I see what's the most important thing for me to see. What's in front of me, uh, in these two lanes in front of me, southbound, and I see pretty much what's coming to me, northbound. But Dave, what about all these accidents? Yeah, listen. I don't know if you guys remember this, but before we had all this oversensitivity, um, we had accidents. There were accidents. People were distracted by many things. We're always distracted by many things. And remember when cars were made out of metal and they would collide and maybe they'd explode, I don't know, but... You know what? The the minute they made that seatbelt law in this country. I, I, I'm curious what date that was. I bet you you could trace a lot of America's downfall. There's a lot of things that happen all at the same time. But that whole thing about, I don't know if you remember that PSA, if you love me, you'll show me. It was a Woody Allen lookalike type of guy and a woman in a Volkswagen. And the woman said, hey Herman, if you love me, you show me. And he reaches over and it looks like he's going to kiss her and he reaches over and he puts on her seatbelt. I mean, no smoking? I think that's a good idea. Sorry about that, Linda, but, you know. No vaping, especially the way it sounds. I mean, I just knew from the beginning this vaping was a bad idea. Because now you're taking carcinogens, you're taking smoke, and you're artificially creating it. That's like the dumbest thing in the world. There's no way. How can you be any healthier than tobacco leaf when it comes to smoking? By the way, why would the Indians do it? Why would you, why would they go, oh, why would they take a leaf, roll it up, and set it on fire. And, ooh, yeah, let's inhale this. I, I, I don't understand how that happened. I'm assuming it was the Indians. I don't know nothing about history, American history or cigarette history. I think it was a guy named Philip Morris. It was the first Indian named Philip Morris. R.J. Reynolds. These are early early Indians. I don't have no idea. But, uh, you know, I understand that. Don't smoke. Try not to have unprotected sex. Try. I know it's hard. <laughs> I, I get it. 
Try. Try not to have unprotected sex. But distracted driving, listen, I got a coffee cup in my hand. I got one hand on the stick shift. I got one hand on the steering wheel. That's three hands. How do I do it? I don't know. I'm amazing. By the way, quick story in regards to distracted driving. My daddy, who I, you know, I love so much, I talk about him on the show all the time. My daddy, my deaf daddy, no hearing, not a little bit of hearing, not hard of hearing. My deaf daddy, Harold, who I learned who I learned to drive from. And he taught me how to drive a stick. Probably the only father and son moment we really had in 56 years that I, I, I got anything from him worthwhile. Oh, now I can see the top of the line of the E. I'm going to pull over in Catskill. I'm getting nervous. I really want to know how much fuel I have left. But I can see the top of the E line. And I'm getting nervous. I'm going to go and pull over in Catskill. If I can make it. i got a couple miles to go. And I'm going to get gas at the store. So I'm going to get like a dollar. And then I'm going to head down to Saugerties and I'll get uh, the rest of the day. I'm at the 150 mile marker. I might run out of fuel. I think the low fuel light should start blinking when it gets really low, right? It should just be on at a mile, uh, with a gallon and a half, and then it should start blinking when I get to a half a gallon. It should blink. So this is why I know half a gallon, I got 15 miles to go before I run out of fuel. I hope I don't run out of fuel on the ramp. I hate to have to push it. And I don't have my gas canisters. I don't want to get a can- gas can. All right. Oh, 30 seconds. My father was deaf. He taught me how to drive. How do you explain that? And he was t- talking sign language to my mother in the front seat and beating the hell out of me in the back seat when my sister and I would misbehave. Go figure that. Why are deaf people allowed to drive? Makes no sense. Distracted driving. Don't you think deafness is distracting? Can't hear a thing. Why are they allowed to drive? Take away all the deaf people's licenses. That's what I say. Curious how that would look. All right, guys. Ten seconds left. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Good day. Good night. Good riddance. Good rats. Good luck. Great skills. Ah, I missed one. Goodbye. Good day. Good night. Good luck. Good riddance. Godspeed. Good rats and great skills. Take care. Bye.